What terrifies you? I'm really scared of needles. Probably spiders because they have eight legs and they're creepy. I, I don't want to be like stranded in the ocean. That's another thing. <laughs> I guess human contact and emotions <laughs> on a really light level. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Morris. And I'm Adam Twining. Those were a couple students from our high school letting us know what terrifies them. And we're doing a podcast about how emotions work in the brain and what ways we can reroute those brain pathways to stop chronically having these um, certain emotions. We heard about the study that says regularly experiencing certain negative emotions can actually permanently impact your brain and how it functions. So we decided to dig a little deeper. John and I talked to Hannah Reyes. She's a teacher at our school and studied wildlife and biology. Something happened to her that makes her pretty unique. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened uh, to you that makes you unique in this way? Certainly. Um, so when I was 13, I was living in Mozambique at the time, and um, I went home from boarding school to visit my parents, a hurricane came and hit the side of the country. It's a really, really large hurricane because it's a very long country. Um, and that washed away all the infrastructure in the towns. So we had to charter a flight to go back to school and that crashed on takeoff. That left me with PTSD. PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder, is a psychiatric disorder that can occur in people who have, who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist attack, war, combat, or a personal assault. People with PTSD have intense disturbing thoughts and feelings related to the experience that lasts long after the traumatic event has ended. We think that by looking at an extreme case of chronic emotion, such as PTSD, we can start to understand more and more about ordinary cases of irrational emotion. How does a healthy brain function in terms of emotions and like hormones? All right, so with a healthy brain or a, a typical brain, if you had some kind of stress factor, um, you would probably have a normal adrenaline response. So in that case, um, you'd have your fight, flight, freeze. That's perfectly normal. With a PTSD brain though, um, you are sort of constantly under that. Um, so you never really get the reset that, you know, your body typically cycles the hormone through and it's there for a particular response. You don't get that with PTSD. But in order for us to understand these more complex situations of the brain, we have to first understand the more fundamental and basic things about the brain and those are neuropathways. So what is and how does a neuropathway work? Basically, you can think of a whole bunch of relationships that you might have with a word or an emotion or an idea that are created throughout your life. So, for example, if I say clock, you think 
time. You think? Tick. Okay. Okay. Those are both normal things that you have like these relationships with. Adam's looking at you like, why on earth do you say tick? But he, you're not thinking. You're thinking like tick-tock versus tick the animal. But maybe your brain started going from tick to tick the animal to deer or something. This is a neuropathway. It's a whole bunch of connections. What does she mean by connections? So when she says connections, she's talking about a neuron. And at the end of a neuron, which a neuron is a brain cell, and at the end of a neuron, um, there's these little dendrites. And dendrites are what like gather the signals that are sent to the neuron. And they look like little branches, like branches off of this, this nucleus of the neuron. And um, Dendrites act as like a pathway to the nucleus, and the more pathways you have to get to the nucleus, the easier it is for you to recall or to um, have a habit or to remember a memory. And um, so that's what she means by a connection. Okay, so it's like a path that the more signals you send or the more traveled this path is, the easier it is to get to the destination or get a certain response or feel a certain way. Yeah, exactly. What is something that most people don't understand or know about PTSD? Um, okay, most people don't know that I can be here for five minutes and not really be here for five minutes. Fortunately, I don't really do this anymore, but when PTSD was bad, it was really bad. So um, I could be cycling with my husband on a very beautiful day and we could be going over a bridge and everything is great. But a fear center goes off in my brain because there's some trigger and it could be something really stupid that has nothing to do with anything fear related. But there it goes and now in my mind, I'm imagining him falling off his bike. He's in the middle of the street. There are cars coming. I'm calling 911. There's this whole situation that starts playing out in my brain. But it's not just like closing your eyes and visualizing something. I'm really there, even though I'm not. And then five minutes later, I sort of snap out of it. And I realize that we're a few miles down the road and everything's completely fine. And I am sitting there like in a bucket of sweat. So that's something that a lot of people don't know that people with PTSD have these really powerful neuropathways. Yeah. So um, how do you cope with um, your PTSD? Like how are, how are ways that you find um, to make it um, more bearable? Um, so when I was originally diagnosed with it, which was a long, long time ago, one of the therapies I pursued was called neurofeedback, which is where they take um, these neuropathways that you have in your brain and they try to re reorder them, sort of like defragging a computer almost. Um, so I have an irrational neuropathway that goes off with a weird trigger. Like if I put green over my face, I have like a flashback. That's not normal, right? You should not have a whole PTSD episode because you have green on your face. So what they do is they um, play music and your brain hates static noise. And they'll introduce static noise if, while you're listening to music, which is a normal, calm activity,
for some reason, your fear responses start going off. Every time your fear response goes off, they add a little static to the music. And what that does is tells your brain, oh, I don't like that pathway. Let me try a different one. And over time, you sort of defrag the fear center of your brain. What are ways we can use the, the static um, concept and bring it into like a regular, um, a normal person's life and how they could stop themselves or rewrite their um, brain pathways to make happier emotions. And it really comes down to one thing, and that's discipline. And so the, the neurofeedback is actually a form of discipline. It takes something that your brain thinks is reasonable and what it needs to be doing, and the neurofeedback puts a negative spin on it. And it says that this is not right. It kind of it teaches your brain to not go down the same way because then it'll, it makes an association with this negative noise that it does not like. And so in the same way, that's how you have to think about it for your own life. That when you have these irrational emotions or the, these chronic feelings that you have to have a way of self-disciplining. Alright guys, thanks for listening to the Click Here and You'll Be Happier podcast. Um, I'm Adam Twining. I'm John Morris. And we're signing out. Thanks to Berlin Atmospheres and Hannah Reyes for being a G. Holla!